We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Get to the Giants coming up in a few minutes, including an announcement that came earlier today that may change the way we view sports. But it is 5 o'clock on this Thursday. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on the fan. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere, and by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today. All right, for anybody just getting in the car, maybe they missed the beginning of the show. Oh, Evan, Evan had the answer to me and Tiki as the Mets have taken the Yankee trash, and that's been their offseason. So, <laughs> when Luis Severino signed, we did a Cinco de 5 on five Mets that became Yankees. I can't do that. It was the best ones. So, let's call this the five worst turd Yankees that turned Mets into turds there. <laughs> oh, so, God. turds in both places. Yes. Yes. Double turds. Double right. turds. So, you're not saying this is going to happen. You're just anticipating that maybe yeah. it will. And, and, again, I'm thinking of this from my Yankee point of view. I thought all five of these guys essentially were turds compared to what I thought. Okay? Right. Here we go. Number five. Kenny Rogers. <laughs> not the musician. Not the chicken place. Yeah. The pitcher. Yeah. Kenny. <laughs> Kenny Rogers. <laughs> so, let me just. When the Mets traded for Kenny Rogers, he came over and was pretty good. Like, I, I have to admit that. He was actually a pretty good acquisition in 1999 after the trade deadline. And he gets blamed, and I understand why I still blame him, for walking Andrew Jones with the bases loaded to end the 1999 NLCS. I cried that night. I wish I was old enough to have relations because that would have been a perfect (laughs) night (laughs) to, like, you know, do it. That's a scrambled Spice Channel era. With that said, with that said, they lost that game because of Armando Benitez and they lost that game because of John Franco. Wow. But they had leads, and they blew it. And so Kenny Rogers gets a bad rap because I'll always thank Kenny Rogers. I'll always have a soft spot for Kenny Rogers because in 2006, Kenny Rogers doused his cap with something and shoved it down the Yankee throats, and I respect that. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, and by the way, Armando Benitez, if this list was turds with the Mets, that became turds with the Yankees. Armando Benitez <laughs> would have been on that part. All right. Number four. Tyler Clippard, the Yankee Clippard. Now, here's the issue, Evan, before you argue. Tyler Clippard, by the way, fun anecdote. His Yankee MLB debut came at Shea Stadium on Sunday Night Baseball. I remember. The weekend after Roger Clemens was announced he was returning. Yeah. He had such a middle ground as a reliever after leaving the Yankees. Nationals was pretty damn good. Came to the Mets. Really never became that great a reliever with them. I mean, you're just, you're just wrong. Like, mm. he was a Mets. 
for the latter part of 2015, and yeah. he was fine. He was a suitable reliever. But he like was... I don't think of him in a negative way the way I think of many other relievers in Met history. So All right. wrong. again, the list is Yankees, another failed Yankee, young starter. Doesn't I'm sorry, he it wasn't was not a he, bad Met, but he was bad. not what he was with the Nationals with oh, the Mets. Okay, not a bad Met, but close. okay. Number three, I want to again tell everybody this is my turd list. Uh, this one I struggled with, Kyle Farnsworth. Kyle Farnsworth, <laughs> up and down Yankee reliever. Now here's the thing, <laughs> he much like Tyler Clipper. Farnsworth was very good <laughs> elsewhere in his career. Coming to the Yankees, up and down, surrenders. By the way, Ken Griffey Jr. six hundred first homer. Met for all of 17 games was never the Kyle Farnsworth. Can we yeah. get back to that Scrambled Spice channel? <laughs> That's all I've been thinking about the last two minutes. That's scrambled porn channels? We can do that tomorrow. Kyle Farnsworth is one of those guys who lives in the litter box of Met history. You forgot he was a Met. Like, I, I forgot about Kyle Farnsworth's existence until you mentioned his name, and I was like, That's right, he was a Met for like five lives, minutes in 2014. Lives in, lives in the what of Met history? The. The, the cat litter of Met history. The litter box. The turds that became turd mess. Yeah, yeah, Number two. Kareem Garcia. Yes, good one. Uh, All right. There you go. Now you speak about... Because when you said the turd, turd list, I thought of Kareem Garcia. It was the first guy I thought of. More known for being in the middle of the Yankee Red Sox fights, the shorts than he had with the Yankees, becomes a Met. Actually has more career at-bats with the Mets to a whopping 234. Yeah, no, he sucked. Mm. And remember the Mets, speaking of Yankee leftovers, this is perfect. If I'm not mistaken, they signed two outfielders that offseason. Shane Spencer. Kareem Garcia yeah. and Shane Spencer. Yes. Now, Shane Spencer was like kind of like this mini legendary Yankee because yeah. of the run he had in 98. Mm-hmm. So he's viewed more positively, but that was Yankee yeah. leftovers. I kind of remember <laughs> totally. him. Yeah. Spencer. Kareem Garcia. Oh, no, Spencer. Spencer. Yeah. Okay. Number one. Speaking of that elk, because this one really bothers me. Yeah. Ricky Lede. Oh. <sighs> Yeah. And the reason, and Tiki, this will be before your time. Ricky Lede was like the Jason Dominguez-type Yankee prospect that was coming up during their World Series teams. He ends up getting three rings, but he is by far the worst guy that was semi-regular on those teams. Gets the rings. He never becomes a big outfielder. Ends up going to the Mets in that 06-07 era. That's 162. He was terrible, yeah. He was a non-factor in Ooh. Met history. He's another one of those guys yeah. that you forgot was a Met, but, I, but when he was here, he sucked. But I make him number one because I think people forget the hype he had. It was like, oh, here yeah, comes but, another homegrown but, but Yankee up in that era. be a Yankee, like, turd? Yes. If he won three rings? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Because I have a memory about this. Yes, please tell me. And I have, I'm not ripping Susan Waldman. We're on a good, I think we're on a good, good side now with Susan, right? I think. Yeah, we're, Susan yeah. loves me. I love Susan. Yeah, she loves you. Yeah, I, mean, I am the pathway on the show to gotcha, Susan. Gotcha, gotcha. Just no, like, I have a good relationship with Susan. Okay, yeah. then speak up and say that. Yeah, right. you could say that. I was on another pathway to having a bad relationship yeah, well, with Susan. But guilt by association. Because you're a Met fan? <laughs> had nothing to do with that. <laughs> this guy over here. I remember listening to this radio station as a teenager, and Susan would come on and talk about this Ricky Lede is going to be amazing. She's incredible. The tools, the swing, all that. It's just a projection. That's I'm not so ripping her. That's what we do in this, in this medium. I'm not ripping her. I'm well, saying say the same thing about Dominguez. You'll say the same thing no, about no, no, Alvarez. No. But to Evan's point, he's just saying this is where the hype was. This is the difference. I want to clarify that because you're right. The difference is in 2023 or 2024, everybody listening, if they're into it, already know it. Because there's websites. There's this is more information out there. In 1996, 1997. The only way we're getting information is WFAN and Baseball Weekly. Uh, I mean, oh, I got gotcha. you. So 
Susan's word was the word of the of God. Right. So when she said Ruben Rivera is the next Mickey Mantle, <laughs> right. I listened right. to her. You weren't going to oh, fan crafts. No. Let me, let, me, let me go find his minor league numbers. I didn't have that ability to. So I, I'm a I, loser. When I think of Ricky Leday, I think of Susan Waldman and Bruce from Flushing. Bruce from Flushing <laughs> would call up and say, Ricky Leday, Ricky Leday. Like, Ricky Leday, Ricky Leday this. Can't trade Ricky Leday, Ricky Leday, Ricky Leday. How did Bruce from Flushing know? Because Susan told him. Oh, okay. So I he, he was up, like right. going to the minor league ballpark. <laughs> no. He was aggregating. Right. But, just, <laughs> but just remember, Ricky Leday, Kareem Garcia, Kyle Farns with Tyler Clipper, Kenny Rogers. When you think Mendy, Luis Severino, and Harrison Bader, <laughs> enjoy your day, Met fans. Is, the, day five is the litter box fragrant? <laughs> Speaking of that, elk. <laughs> elk is an animal. Elk is what you meant to say. Oh, uh, all right. Thank you, Sean. Cinco de five oh every day, five o'clock here on the fans. He so, forgot he even said that. The wrong yeah, time. he had no I idea. Did. By the way, Tiki Spice Channel, your favorite scrambled porn channel? Uh, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Really? Well, yeah. what is it then? You can't just leave us hanging. Skinamax. Skinamax. Ah, uh, but see, put him in the hall, fam. Skinamax still left you more skin. There was nothing like seeing a green boob for the first time, <laughs> and that's what Spice Channel gave a thirteen-year-old. There you go. Speaking of the world changing, now you don't have to do that anymore. Now there's just a you, you take your fingers out, go w- onto your keyboard, W, right, <laughs> and you're all set. About thirty seconds later, we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So the Giants play the Eagles on Sunday. And I think you guys as Giant fans are are, are battling something that I had to battle. I mentioned to you the other day. It's not a battle. But keep going. I was unsure how I would feel about Jets-Patriots. Because it's the end of the season. This has been a pathetic season. Nothing about this final game is going to change the way I view Robert Sala or Joe Douglas or this roster. Or really anything. Like, winning or losing isn't going to change much. But I hate the Patriots. I hate them so much. I don't like Bill Belichick. It's the anniversary, by the way, of Bill resigning as the HC of the NYJ. And it could be his last game coaching. And I laid it out the other day. When push comes to shove, screw the draft pick. Screw anything. I want to beat the Patriots. Right. You need to. Because we're tired of talking about it. We're tired of talking about the streak. I'm tired of thinking about the streak. And as a friend of yours, I'm tired of hearing about it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And I'm tired of Bill's smile, and I'm tired of losing to them, and I'm tired of Patriot fans. And so Sunday, there's no question in my mind I want to win. Giant fans, Sean included, has been one who's talked about losing and getting a better draft pick. But on Sunday afternoon at 425 p.m., they play the Eagles, and there's still a shot the Eagles can win the division. And even if they don't win the division, beating them feels significant for sending the Eagles down the toilet bowl of where their season has gone. And oh, by the way, 
while it isn't 15 in a row, the New York Giants have lost five straight to Philly. They've lost 13 of 15 to Philly. They have lost 17 of 20. Brian Dayball has never beaten the Eagles. He's never beaten the Dallas Cowboys. So while it's not the same number, I would think as a Giant fan, screw the draft pick. <laughs> I got to beat this team. And it would mean something going into next year. Brian Dayball was asked that yesterday. Hey, Coach, you think it'll mean something to beat the Eagles going into next year, considering you haven't played well in the division? And Dayball said, well, we, we, we win. We're 3-3 three and three in the division. Forget Washington. We're talking about the Eagles, and we're talking about the Cowboys. And Brian tried to kind of, well, it's a divisional game. Mm-hmm. He poo-pooed it. If you're a Giant fan, are you poo-pooing this? No. You got to beat them. Right. So there's something that we always used to say at the beginning of football seasons, and it was win the division. The easiest way to make the postseason in the NFL is to win your division. And when you win your division, you actually host a home game, right? You get a home game in the wild card if you if you don't win if you don't get the bye, uh, which now is, is harder because there's only one of those. So winning the division is almost literally the most important thing that you can try to do in the NFL. Now, in order to win a division, you generally got to beat your division opponents. Mm. Now, what's the one thing that the Yankees or the, uh, the the Giants have not done? They cannot win in the division. Now, right now. Other than Washington. Other than Washington. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. They in the division? Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Other than Washington, you can't beat the top teams in the division. It's right. been the Cowboys and the Eagles. They've been they've owned us for the longest time. Well, the Eagles are vulnerable right now, mm. very vulnerable because their defense, especially their pass defense, has been horrendous. They made a mistake. Look, they lost Jonathan Gannon, they lost Shane Steichen, both of their off defense and offensive coordinators, respectively, last year, and they made a mistake. They should have hired Anthony Weaver from Baltimore. Instead, they hired Sean Desai internally. He failed to the fact that they put Matt Patricia, who immediately failed as the offensive coordinator somehow of the New England Patriots, and before that, the head coach of the Detroit Lions, as their as their fill-in defensive coordinator. They stink right now in certain aspects of their game. So they're vulnerable. So if you're the Giants, the last thing you need to be thinking about is, well, if we lose this game, we can might move into the fifth or the fourth slot of the NFL draft. More importantly, you need to show and prove to yourself and show the Eagles that you can beat them. Regardless of the circumstances, you just have to start beating division opponents. And that's why, to me, this game is one of the most important ones because we, it's a cliche and we talk about what it means for next season. But if you beat a team, even if it doesn't matter, it does matter in a way. Because mm. just like with the Jets, you're not talking about it anymore. We're not saying the Giants can't win division games because you did. The Jets can't beat the New England Patriots because they did. Like It's weird because it's the last game and it means nothing outside of New York or Philly even because Philly's still fighting for the division. But it means a lot, I think, perceptually. Mm. So to me, what you believe about the Jets is exactly what I believe about the Giants for this last game of the season. Nonsense poppycock is what I say (laughs) as a Giant fan. And this doesn't mean, again, I want to reiterate, I hate the Eagles more than any other team in professional sports from my fandom. if you beat them right now, too, you ruin their chances of, like, doing anything in this postseason. I say it's ridiculous because they could lose this game and be the five seed anyway. Or win this game and be the five seed if anyway. They, what's what was the last time the Eagles played well, dude? I agree. And by right, the way, it's like six weeks ago, we still lost. Here's the way: Christmas Day told me 
the giant core and guts that will still be here can play with the Cowboys. But whether the Giants get a win or a loss, whether they're 0-4 or 1-3 versus the Eagles or Cowboys, it's a little different than naming a singular year the last time the Jets beat the Patriots. We will still enter next August going, can the Giants close the gap on the Cowboys or Eagles? And we will have that conversation on WFAN and at every bar stool in the tri-state area, whether the Giants beat the Eagles or lose to the Eagles this Sunday. What I want is a real reason to hope and believe right. that we are so, going to beat the Eagles for a consistent period of time right. the way the Eagles beat us. Because you have up. a higher draft. You have a one-slot higher draft Tiki. pick. You're not taking a quarterback. Tiki. You're going to be no, picking no, no, no. between. That's where we disagree. You're going you're to be picking between two, I don't know, maybe going to make it tackles. But Tiki, this is where it actually does come into play. Because for the Jets, I don't think it matters much because I think we assume they won't take a quarterback. But the difference in being ahead or behind the New England Patriots who will be looking for a quarterback could mean everything. It could actually determine what the Giants do in the draft. And I want to be ahead of another team I know that's going to take a quarterback because I'm in the quarterback camp here of saying this is what needs to change first and foremost for the Giants. And losing to the Eagles, if that gets me insert name here, Jaden Daniels, Michael Penn, whatever name you like that Joe Shane hopefully likes. You don't need to get Penix in the first round. Okay, but forget the names. If that gets me who Joe Shane covets as a quarterback and makes sure the Patriots or whoever doesn't take him, that, to me, sustained potential success on beating the Eagles for a decade with that guy at quarterback is way better or way bigger to me than beating them in Week 18 where they're going to be the five seed whether they win or lose the game. Hmm. See, my my challenge to that is that in your perceptually, and because I believe this is real, the Jets don't believe that they can beat the New England Patriots. And I think it's the fans I think it's, hell, it's half the players. Just because it's happened every time they've been there, they've lost. Even when they're clearly better. Even when they're clearly better. Yeah. Circum- something always happens, and all of a sudden you start saying, Dude, they returned a punt for a touchdown? That's how they beat us? Mm. Are you kidding me? Like, it's just, it's just it almost feels like the superstitious, ridiculous jinx has caused you to lose. And it be- creates this, like, self-fulfilling negative, you know, prophecy for your team. I think winning division games is the most important thing you can do in the NFL. And and, and in order True. to do that, you got to believe that you can do it. I don't think the I mean, that's all we talk about. Well, the Giants can't win in a division. The, the Jets can't beat the New England Patriots. As soon as that as soon as you win, you don't you don't talk about it anymore. Well, it's Tiki, over. They get they play the Eagles two of the last three games this year and that kind of sucks in the schedule. If the it schedule does. comes out next year, they play the Eagles in early October, September and because and they happen to win this game this week and they roll out a quarterback room with Daniel Jones, we're all going to sit there and go, is he another hit away from a neck injury? Jacoby Brissett and Tommy DeVito, and they go get killed by three touchdowns versus the Eagles next year. We're going to go, man, I can't believe it. After they beat them in Week 18, you would have thought they closed the gap. We won't. It's But you go into that game thinking differently. It's You're not worried about losing to them all the time. Just like if the Jets beat the Patriots, you're not worried about losing to them all the time because you have an example of beating them. It matters, man. I'm just telling you. It's, it's, there's no tangent. There's no nothing tangible to it. It just matters. And this was a big test for Tiki because I wasn't sure how honest he was because I was listening to this radio station earlier in the day, and I heard a promo for the New York Giants against the Philadelphia Eagles on WFAN. And when I heard the promo, I said to myself, "Is Tiki acting, mm-hmm. or is Tiki telling the truth?" And what we learned by this discussion is Tiki was telling the truth. He wants the Giants to beat the Eagles. And it's the Eagles. Here's the promo that you can hear on WFN <laughs> that will pump you up that the Giants have to beat the Eagles. It's a BFD.
The Giants are not going to the playoffs this year, but it's still a big freaking deal to beat the Eagles, getting into their heads, making them one and done in the playoffs, and making sure Eagles fans are absolutely miserable. The Eagles and Giants at MetLife. 425 yes. Sunday, the home of Giants football. That's my guy. 1019 FM and always uh, live. It's a BF deal. What's a BFD again? BFE. Beat the freaking eagle. Oh, that was a big freaking deal. <laughs> you don't even know what problem we recorded. <laughs> I, love, I love the New York Giants. I love our radio partnership. I love Tiki but Barber. But you're a loser. No, but you want to lose. That promo was the biggest crock of Dude, you know you what I've ever lose, heard. you lose, you're a loser. It's a B. F D. Oh, he does say D. Four twenty-five Sunday. I can't root for those eagle helmets, and I won't. But internally, I'll know what's right and what's right. Are you going to the game? Like, going? What are you nuts? <laughs> a, a winter nor'easter. You think I'm going to stand out there and, and hear eagle fans cheering and yelling as AJ Brown scores two touchdowns? But that's but that's a part of what he's saying. Like, the game is at MetLife Stadium. Right. There are going to be Eagle fans in the building. Good. Let that How freeze. is your blood, when you're sitting there, whether it's on TV or at the game, not boil that you need to beat this team? How's that happen? Because as I sit down and it boils that we need to beat the team and we beat them, uh, and then I look up and go, now they're screwed. Who won the division? Oh, the Cowboys, who I also hate. It doesn't <laughs> matter. What I want is to beat the Eagles when it matters. But you know I want to beat them in a but season you know that's not lost. But you know what? I know you said it in a promo, and there's a part of me that also believes it, which is the Philadelphia Eagles are collapsing right, right now. We are seeing it before our eyes. Five of their last six they've lost, right? Or they, four of their last five, whatever it is. They've, they've have not played well. They've lost four out of their last five. And here's what I find eerie about what's going on with the Philadelphia Eagles. Now I'm going to hit it close to home, real close to home. They remind me of something. They remind me of some team. They remind me of the 2008 New York Giants. Mm-hmm. The 2008 New York Giants were 11-1. and one. They ended up collapsing. Lost three out of their last four games. Lost in the postseason to the Philadelphia Eagles. This Eagle team was 10-1. Not quite 11-1, 10-1. They've lost four out of their last five. Now, they're not going to lose to the Giants in the playoffs, but it feels, even though they didn't have a wide receiver shooting themselves in the leg, it feels like something happened in that room in Philadelphia that's causing this. And it reminds me of the OA Giants, which leads me to think, if you beat them on Sunday... Not only do you get what Tiki mentioned, they're dead. They are, and I know it's a new season, anything can happen. They will go to Tampa or New Orleans Mm -hmm. or wherever the hell they got to go, whoever wins that division. And I'll tell you right now, I don't think they're getting out of there alive because they are a dead man walking, and you, as the New York Giants, have a chance to send them in that direction. You lose this game on Sunday, I don't know if that happens. Arizona you can wake up that. the beast. Arizona already did that, dude. I, I, I do don't. Mean Arizona already did that. What does they, that even mean? Arizona okay, just beat so, them so, last week. And so if you pile on, pile yes. on. No, I'd rather them become the 09 Giants than next year, and we really take advantage. <laughs> this is a simple test. Blank out what you want to happen in Week 18. Think of the next four to five years of football. Are the Philadelphia Eagles set at quarterback in your mind? Yes. yes. Yeah. Are the Dallas Cowboys set at quarterback in your mind? No. He can't just say yes. Evan, are the Dallas Cowboys set a quarterback? They got to sign him to a deal. Okay. I, I think they're set a quarterback. Okay. Probably. Are the New York Giants set a quarterback for the four to five next no. years? No. Okay. So everybody shut up about so this business that we need to win this game. But here's the problem. 
Sean, you're saying that if the Giants lose, then they're going to be set at quarterback because they're going to draft whoever the savior is. And five years from now, Jaden Daniels or whoever is going to be their quarterback in the future. They could bust at any position. We don't know that. But, okay, do you trust Joe Shane as a general manager? Yes, I do. Do you trust Brian Dable as the head coach? Of course I do. Do you trust Brian Dable working with young quarterbacks? Absolutely I do. But I also trust him working with Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones, different conversation. If you, if you don't, for, if you don't, if you had forgotten, I believe was going to be a top ten. I believed I was going too. to be a top ten quarterback because of his relationship with with Brian Dable. But the problem happened with the offensive line was not fully addressed. Evan Neal regressed after a bad rookie season. He regressed, Batiki. And so the issue is not the quarterback to me. The issue is the offensive line. And so if you're sitting at five or six or seven or wherever the hell you fall to, if you win this game, you can still shore up your offensive line and you have two second round draft. Picks. And you can draft the quarterback and shore up the offensive line. What I and I'm agreeing with you. What does that have to do with it's, losing this game? Because Tiki, you this is like a tedious in the weeds. The Are they teams, getting in the top three? That's my question. They could. If chips fell their way. They could, but they won't. They could. They By could. the way, top four, if they do trade up, it's less you have to give up and yeah. doing all that. It's very in the weeds, but my point is this. If you win this game and you let enough they teams that are quarter- two free agents, dude. Tiki, I, Tiki, they have a tunnel. What did we just say before? It's harder to build a roster like the 49ers than it is to find your quarterback. I agree, but you have 32 free agents. Do you really need to be using draft picks to get a guy? No. The oh answer is No. All right, so let's just keep running the same thing out there. Daniel Jones will get hurt after six weeks. Sean, we'll keep Sean, Sean, the Sean, and then Sean. We're going to look back 10 years and still be losing Sean, to here's what I find funny. Just me, I find it funny. Three weeks ago, you were auto audio-wise making love to the fact that you found your franchise quarterback. I think this kid might be the answer. <laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> I think DeVito might be the answer. <laughs> Holy no. shit. Holy no. shit. You damn right. So you went from that to I want to lose to my blood rival because of the idea that I may get a quarterback right. with wherever I'm drafted. That's right. Because you know what? My head coach who I love told me and my general manager who I love told me, they don't love Tommy DeVito. They benched him. And if they don't love him, I'm Team Dable and Shane. I might like him with my own eyes. I'm not in the meeting rooms with the all 22. I'm not sitting with a clicky pen. If they are telling me they don't like him, what I really don't like is hoping that a guy with two neck injuries and three years off a torn ACL is going to be the answer for the next two to three years. I don't care who's playing right tackle. I understand that when we sit here in January and February and March and we're getting closer to the NFL draft, I get it. You'd rather be picking fourth and fifth. Of course, I agree with that. Right. Rather be picking fifth and seventh. It's, it's simple math. You'd rather be picking in a Higher. better place. Okay? Doesn't mean you're going to get the right guy, but you'd rather be picking in a better place. So I get that. What I don't get is we only get, and I'm going to use a language, Sean, you'll understand. We only get 17 of these. They are events. We get to see our team play football. We get to sit down on a Sunday afternoon and our wife understands why we're ignoring them because we're watching our football team. These games matter. These teams we're facing, me, the Patriots, you, the Eagles, are teams we hate with every fiber of our body. So while if you're being rational in March, I get it. What does a win mean? But on January 7th, 5th, 6th, whatever the date is, January 8th, whatever, how could you sit there? As a red-blooded American, as a Giants fan, 
Damn right. And not be passionately rooting to kill the eagle, to shoot him down and to shove it down their throats and send them into this hell of the postseason where they're going to get knocked out and put Nick Sirianni on the hot seat. Like, why? I, that I don't get. That's why I know three weeks ago I said, I don't know what I'm going to think about with Jets Patriots. And then I got here. And now I'm sitting here on a football Thursday, and I know full well what I want. I want to stick it to Belichick. I want that smile off his face. I want that smirk off his face. And I want him to be sent into NFL hell with a loss from the Jets. You want to know why? Because I'm a Jet fan. Mm. Because if you cut me, you see green. The difference is when we cut him, Tiki, we don't see blue. No. No. You see red like you do everybody else. (laughs) I'm going to put this in man's terms. If you were a single young man, Evan... And Mila Kunis in her prime came up to you. And she said, honey, I got two hands here. Well, that's the wrong way to say it. <laughs> you could have a one-night stand with me, or you could marry me and have me the rest of your life. I'm a loser. Which are you picking? Oh, the one-night stand. You're an idiot. <laughs> Why I'd rather idiot? have multiple night stands, okay? <laughs> what if you don't I'd like I'd rather her? wake up Christmas morning and... Sean, what if you don't like her? Her feet might stand. What if she doesn't what? want you to watch football Sundays? What, what if that was well, First of all... I make those calls, okay? No, we'll no, no, that out. no, 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 Mila does. All right. And Forget so- marrying her. If you could have sexual intercourse for one night or for 10 straight years with her, which would you choose? The intercourse for 10 years with her. That is the point. The one night with the Philadelphia Eagles on week 18 that by Wednesday I'm going to be over is not going to change the fact that the quickest path to the Giants sustaining success versus the Eagles and winning when it matters is fixing the damn most important position on the field, which is franchise quarterback. He hasn't been married for 10 years, so he no. doesn't realize. I'm flipping one out. He doesn't May, realize what happens. Then. May 23rd, by the way. I <laughs> realized also, eight years. We also just want to apologize to the audience. It's 526 on a Thursday afternoon. There are kids in the car. Why Sean had to go to that analogy, I have no idea. So because you wouldn't, because you wouldn't get it through your head. I still didn't go through my head. And by the <laughs> way, you didn't get it through Tiki's head either. Yes, I don't agree with you. You don't agree with you. You want to <laughs> yeah. know why? Because it's a BFD on Sunday <laughs> against the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> I love that promo. When I heard that for the first time, I was like fired up. I'll tell you, Spike's a decent program director. I mean, he's good. You know, turnoff was good. Spike I think he, was good. I think he's outstanding, Spike. Okay. <laughs> the best we've ever <laughs> seen in history. Now, you got it in. Got it. The one area where I'll say Spike is really good, like where he has picked up the game, are these freaking promos. Because that had me fired up. Meanwhile, we see how biased he is. You know what the promos for the net games are? Oh, the Nets are on. Please don't listen. I mean, no, I, I guess if you listen, it's okay. Whatever. The Nets just... still in the league. Yeah. But for the Giants... It's a BFD on Sunday on the fan. By the way, at the very same time, you know what else is going on? What's the that? BFD? Nets Trailblazers at Barclays Center. <laughs> <laughs> what are these other leagues doing on football Sunday? Yeah, I know. It makes no sense. Dalvin Cook has a home, gentlemen. Uh, competitive team, competitive team. It's not going to be Buffalo. I didn't buy that. It's going to be like Dallas or Baltimore or Sanford. Not San Francisco. Dallas, Baltimore, Kansas City, no. Baltimore. He is a Raven. So Dalvin Cook oh, really? chasing nice. with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, great. Will that will that make you root against the Ravens? No. Dalvin Cook's irrelevant to me. I have no I don't care about him. Like there are certain athletes where you end up rooting against them. You know, you saw that with Max Scherzer during the postseason for me. Mm-hmm. But in terms of Dalvin Cook, it's like whatever. We'll come back and we'll get to your calls. Giant fans. I assume you're on side Tiki because you'll never be on side Sean, a loser who wants to lose to the Eagles. 877-337-6666. That's the toll-free number. 
Evan and Tiki here on The Fan on this wonderful Thursday. Do you have this empty feeling in your stomach? Are you thinking to yourself, I've enjoyed my Thursday. It's a nice Thursday, but there's something missing because there is something missing. Do you know what, what's missing? Do you feel it, Tiki? Do not tell you me. You don't feel it? Sean didn't even feel it. I asked him during the commercial break. I said, Sean, do you have that empty feeling that a lot of people probably have right now? And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Tonight is the very first Thursday since prior since uh, Labor Day that's right. where we do not have a football game on a Thursday night. We have had a Thursday night football game going back all the way to week one, all the way to that Thursday after Labor Day. We have had a football game every single Thursday night. And tonight is the first time where you don't have it. It's empty. <laughs> it doesn't exist. And a part of me is like, I kind of miss it, you know? <laughs> my, my basketball team isn't playing tonight. The other basketball team isn't playing tonight. It feels empty. I kind of feel a little empty. A little empty. No emptiness, Tiki? Mm, slightly, but not really. Any emptiness, Sean? I am so looking forward to no football team. Really? Yes. I'm on a plane going to New Orleans. Oh, you're leaving tonight? I am. Well, good for you. I mean, I wish I was going to New Orleans, but I, I just, look, first of all, a man only has so much time. Our hockey teams, our basketball teams, the college baseball teams, I could watch the Ranger game tonight, little Brennan Hoffman. It's over by 9.30. That would only be the end of the first quarter. You know, I hate to say this, and stuff, I enjoy watching a movie or a show with my wife. Look at you. I do. Look at you. You're and, grown up. And my Saturdays are getting scarcer and scarcer because the NFL basically can't wait the moment Black Friday hits to rub their hands together. Yeah. And I watch all that college football and everything. I have become scarce as a husband and a father. I, I actually prefer Thursday night football over Saturday football. Because, I mean, it's the yeah. weekend, man. I got to be with the kids. Got to be with the wife. Like, Thursday's yeah. easy. It's a school night. Everybody goes to bed. True. Watch the football. True. But now it just gives me a little break. At least I'm not doing Thursday and Saturday mm. and Sunday. And then Monday's the national championship. You know, it I just, got you. It doesn't end. And this is the point. I don't want football seven days a week. Give me it when I give me it when I give me it. Yeah, I never liked Thursday night football, but then when it's gone and it's taken from you, I start to realize, wait a second, I actually <laughs> what, am I, what am I going to watch? <laughs> right? Oh my god, I got to watch the floor again. And we just went through Christmas. That's a game Eve. show, by the way. Christmas Eve, Christmas, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. All my holidays have been consumed by football too. Can I get a Thursday off? No, you got a Thursday off. Mm -hmm. And Sean wants the Giants to take off Sunday because he's one of those Giant fans that would rather lose to the Philadelphia Eagles for the idea of a better draft pick <laughs> than sticking it to your rival, than finally beating the Eagles, something they haven't done. They've lost 17 of their last 20 games to the Philadelphia Eagles. Brian Dayball, who is your savior, is O for the Eagles and Cowboys. Hasn't beaten them. And yet there are Giant fans that would prefer to lose. Alex in Chester, New York. I don't get it. What's up, Alex? Um, I am one that, that there, there is no reason to win on Sunday at all. There is no benefit to it. And you are, and I will say this. Do not fall, Sean, for the baiting that Evan is doing. Because that's what Evan's doing is trying to bait you to change your mind. Don't do it. Don't fall for it. <laughs> Listen, we will be sitting here. We'll be sitting here, like you're saying, in week six after watching Daniel Jones get hurt again and having, you know, the second coming of Joe Pisarczyk trying to lead the Giants next year. And we'll be like, what the heck? Why did we ever win yeah, that? You know what you do? You know what these guys do, Tiki? They act as if winning means no franchise quarterback and losing means yes, as if it's some kind of yeah. automatic. Yeah. I don't think you're taking one of the top three. Oh, I just don't think you're there. I need to explain this again. Forget what guy you like and forget whatever. If they win this game, there will be at least a team or two that picks ahead of them that is also in need of a quarterback. It I makes it hard. That. 
I just yes. want it as easy as possible for Joe Shane to get the Giants a lead again. He's all right. I don't think he loves Caleb Williams. Maybe he does. I don't know. I think he's small, and I don't like small quarterbacks. I think maybe Drake may, but I think so he's biased. going number one. Okay. I think he's going number one to the Chicago Bears. You what? Yes. Really? So you don't think Caleb Williams is going number one? No. He can't. Fan base would revolt. They don't want another UNC Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on. That's right. so lazy. I mean, he's he's really good college player. No, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing just, with you. It's I just, just a little bit. There's like a little question mark there that makes you worried. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be Drake May because he's more prototypical. Right? He's just big, strong, no, had a ton of success. And Jaden Daniels. As great as he was in college last year, winning the Heisman Trophy, stealing it really from Michael Penix, their team wasn't good, right? So, I, I, I don't like the success hasn't isn't been there for these for a lot of these guys. It has been for Caleb Williams, but there's some question marks around him. To me, the, none of them are perfect. I think right. that's the problem. None of them are perfect, and you're minimizing. And so I'm not moving up to take one of them. Right. That's I my get point. That. I the, get that. The, the, none of them are perfect. Perfect. None of them are are. Uh, I'm trying to think of the example. Who's who's the last perfect no miss? Andrew Luck. Yeah, none of I them. Mean, none I don't of them are Andrew Luck. Perfect, but okay. Look, yeah, none of them are perfect. Great. Well, let's take another offensive lineman. Let him be Evan Neal and keep kicking the can down. <laughs> you know, I, I no brought, draft prospects perfect. I, I brought, not just the quarterback. I brought up this theory a few weeks ago, but I want to change. Stroud might actually be that guy. Yeah, he's pretty close. Honestly, yeah. I, I brought up this theory a few weeks ago when Sean was because he's been pro tank, anti tank. He's gone back and forth as a Giant fan. He thought Tommy DeVito was the guy, then he stinks. Get rid of him. And I brought up this, hey, your kicker's lining up for a game-winning field goal. Are you really rooting for them to miss? And we actually got that situation right. numerous times, including, you know, Fugazi 21, Mason Crosby, missing a game-winner against the Rams. But I don't think that hits home enough. So I think where I really got to hit home is that the New York Giants are leading 24-20. to 20. And there's an untimed down for Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles from the seven-yard line. It's very simple. Stop. Sack. Get in the end zone. Kayvon Thibodeau sack. Right. Your answer is, I want the Kayvon no. sack. Touchdown over a Dory Jackson, who they're going to get rid of after that game, and then we blame I mean, him. I mean, seriously. <laughs> so you're rooting for Jalen Hurts to make a play and cause the Eagle fans at MetLife Stadium to go absolutely ape bleep and yeah. be going nuts about a great win. In your stadium. In your stadium. You're good. That's what you're rooting for. Because I'm going to have one to four weeks after that where I'm rooting against the Eagles hard anyway. Mm. You only get 17 of these, Sean. Yeah. I agree. But guess what? I get 20 of them because I watch the preseason. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick is in Brooklyn. How are you, Patrick? Good day to you. Good day, gentlemen. What's up? Happy holidays for well, a happy new year i guess now yes thank you what's thank left you. of it i'm one of the people i want to lose this game oh. what's the point of winning one game what does that do how long does that last i want a top five quarterback it lasts until september 11th or 12th whenever the next season starts <laughs> it's your last chance to win and you win you go out with a victory i'm just I look from a player standpoint you always want to but there's no way that you can justify like wanting to lose to your division rival. I you just um, can't do it. I would be such a hypocrite. I know I've been called a hypocrite today, but I have the perfect analogy. But I feel like I can't use it because I just lectured Sean about making a sexual comment yeah. in the 5 o'clock hour, and I, and I have one. Mm-hmm. But I can't do it. I, right. I'd, be, I'd be a hypocrite. Right. So can I be excused from hypocrisy to make a... Yes. Oh, <laughs> you all said yes. Thank you. We still do it, even though there are risks. 
We still do it. We may end up with some kind of disease. We still do it knowing things could happen, but we do it because you know what? It's fun. And beating the Philadelphia Eagles is fun. Is that a a good analogy? That is a very good analogy. Ah, It is good to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. (laughs) What? It feels amazing. Feels (laughs) amazing. Look, back during the Eagles. And and by the the way, after you win, it feels amazing. And then you realize, what did I do? I'll give you a better example. I went to Taco Bell during the E. coli thing. I ate the unwashed lettuce. It felt great. The food was amazing. I might not have felt great after. Was it worth it? Probably not. (laughs) Now, years later, I have great memories of eating it. I do it. I get a lot of wins now. That's what I want. But in the moment when you're eating that food or you're having those relations, it's amazing. Yeah, the next morning sucks. So Okay, fine. And I'll give you that as a Giant fan because I I admitted that with the Jets. We beat the Patriots. I'll be pumped up. At what point do you lose that? I said, yeah, by Monday afternoon, I'll say, yeah, I guess that really didn't benefit us. But in that moment, I had a pretty damn good time. Don't we encourage people not to smoke cigarettes and not to do drugs? Of course. Okay. Right. Okay. Obviously. In the moment, those who do that feel great. Guess they, what they feel like after? They were garbage. Really? The Eagles right now. A cigarette? Beating the yeah. Eagles is smoking a cigarette or, really? or doing too many shots of JMO or it's drugs. Don't do drugs. Don't beat the Eagles. I thought my my comparison really? was better. So getting diarrhea nice and job. crabs on Wednesday, is that what you're saying, basically? <laughs> is that where we got to on that? After the win and you realize you have that? Let's go to Mike and Yonkers. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. I have a, I have an opinion. I think uh, the Giants are going to smack the Eagles around, <laughs> and it's not going to matter for the Eagles because Dallas is going to kill Washington because Washington's going to lay down like dogs. Okay. And it's the same thing with the Jets, Evan. You said it. You just now said it. Yeah. Beating New England does nothing. Okay. It only benefits them. And if Belichick walks away, he walks away with a smile on his face knowing that he's going to get a good quarterback and probably have a good quarterback for 10 years, and he can thank the Jets for that. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's one aspect of what you're saying that I disagree with. Do you think Bill Belichick coaches the New England Patriots next season? Yes, I do. Okay, that's where we differ. If Bill Belichick is not going to coach the Patriots next year, okay, which I I lean towards that he's not going to coach this team next year, why the hell, why the hell would he want to end his career – as a head coach of the Patriots, losing to the Jets to help out the next regime. That yes. makes no sense. No sense. So I'm, I'm actually very confused by this situation in New England. Because you've heard everything, right? You've heard Kraft wants to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to, like, just fire him because then he doesn't get anything for him. So he wants to trade wants to trade him. That's why I gave him a three-year extension quietly mm-hmm. this offseason. But then you start to hear Kraft is getting cold feet because he never really had success without Bill Belichick as his head coach. So maybe he is going to hold on to him. But then maybe Bill Belichick doesn't want to be there anymore. I don't think so, if I was Bill, I wouldn't want to be there anymore. Right. I'm so, done. So it gets it's it's very convoluted what could potentially happen. Okay. But if you're Bill Belichick and for the first time in a long time you get to draft that quarterback, right? Because you haven't been bad enough to actually pick in the top five. You get to draft that quarterback. Don't you want to go out that way? One more shot, right, with a, with a top-end quarterback? So you're Your saying defense has been Bill, good. So, but you were saying if Bill is staying, he would rather lose. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, I agree with you. I don't think he's staying. If, if Bill Belichick is gone, twofold, he doesn't want to end his career losing to the Jets, and why would he want to help out the next head coach? It's BS when guys say, I wish the organization the best. Mm. I actually listened today, because today is the 24-year anniversary 
of Bill Belichick resigning as the head coach of the Jets. And I forget who put it out there, but I actually watched the press conference. I reminded myself what Bill said that day. Yeah. And he's a very different guy. And he, he was pretty specific about why he left. The ownership change was why he was leaving. The uncertainty about the future was why he was leaving. He was very, very honest about it. But Bill kept saying, I wish this organization nothing but the best. Mm. He's a liar. <laughs> he was a liar. He didn't wish him the best. And if he leaves New England, he's not going to wish them the best. So if he's leaving, he's not taking the last game against the Jets. That's absolute lunacy. I guess what I really want to know, do you think Bill and Robert Kraft know the outcome? I think they've talked about it. And they know. I do. I And I think it's probably contingent upon if someone will trade for him. So do you think a, a, a team yes. would absolutely yes. trade? yes. An asset yes. for Bill Belichick. Yes. Yes. Now, that, the second question is, who is that? Because it's not going to be the Carolina Panthers. Multiple teams. The, the Carolina Panthers are one of those teams, but they're not, they don't, they don't have a first-round draft pick. Well, multiple assets doesn't have to be a first-round pick. It could be other assets. Yeah, but is it worth it for the New England if it's not a first-round pick? I think if you're ready to move on from him, whatever you get back is worth hmm. it, yes. I mean, it's Bill Belichick. You okay. just signed him to a three-year deal, which is guaranteed, by the way. That's real money. You know, foot, you know player contracts isn't real money. Coaches' contracts are real money, right. and I don't think it's a, a small number that he signed an extension to. So somebody's got to be willing to take that and give up picks, and Bill Belichick's got to want to go there because I do think it is a mutually agreed upon thing. I do. I, no, I, I agree think, with I you. Think if I you're Robert Kraft, you can't disrespect Bill Belichick and say I'm trading you to, I don't know, someplace terrible, the Arizona Cardinals. Not that that whatever you know what I mean, and. You don't, I don't care what you think about that organization. You're going there well, because that, I don't that, want you anymore. And also, that's not the way it works, too, because like right. with the coach, he, he'd have to agree to it. Like, right. he's not going to – this isn't a player in which you go there and that's it. Like, right. he, it'd have to be mutually agreed to, like you mentioned. I think Robert Kraft and Bill know the future. They may not know the team. I agree with you. But I think they've worked together for a million years. I think they look at each other and know, we're going to help each other out. Mm. I will get you to the right place. I will be happy with the compensation, and it will work out. And if that's true, then Bill Belichick has more motivation on Sunday than ever, than other than playoff games, right. than ever. Because for as many times as he's beaten the New York Jets, and he's done it a million times, though he didn't do it in the postseason after the 2010 season, <laughs> losing to the Jets to end his Patriot career is a scarlet letter. It is. And helping out the next head coach get the franchise quarterback does him absolutely no good. No good whatsoever. I agree. I'll disagree. So, I think he's going to try to win. The yeah. Jets are winning, no problem. I, and by the but way. I also, but I also think it's it's less in his control than, than we want to believe. Winning or losing? Yeah. Because well, yeah, his, I mean, his quarterbacks have not been good. Oh, Jesus. Have I mean, you seen they, the Jets? They, they, yes, the I Patriots have. Patriots are going to kick the Jets' ass, I, and you I know it. I mean, I don't know. Oh, yes, they are. No chance, man. No no, no chance? No chance. No chance what? That they're kicking their butt. Like, could they win? Yes. There's no way this is a blowout. There's I, absolutely I, no way. They're not going to blow them out. They're, they're going to win. By you know, a, what's the line? I don't know that the over-under is like 30. Three? three? <laughs> Patriots are favored by three less, I checked. Yeah. Three at home. Yeah. I mean, to take the points. I mean, get, lay the points. They get three because they're at home. So it's basically a pick em. Yeah, what does that tell you about the Jets? That it's a pick em against the Patriot team that a neither few weeks ago. Them, neither one of them have a, a quarterback. Matthew's in Smithtown. Hey, Matthew. What's up, Matthew? Hey, what's going on, Evan? What's up, Tiki? All's good, dude. What's up? 
All right, Tiki, I got a bone to pick with you, man. I'm going to preface this. I am a Jets fan. Okay. But <laughs> but you're talking about the the win against the Eagles last till next season. A better draft pick lasts 10 to 15 years. That's the goal. The future is the goal, man. Yeah, but I not, think – Not winning this game. Okay, you sound like Sean right now. <laughs> so my problem – But it's the truth, man. But, but I, look, what is look, a draft pick, a though? Pick. But hold on, Matthew. What is a draft pick? Like, you just it's, don't know. Like, we drafted Evan Neal from Alabama, right? You're absolutely right. He's a stud. But these guys are ranked higher, and the goal is to get a better draft pick, to have a chance to get a better player, right? You want to build for the future. Who cares? No one in 10 years, no one's going to remember beating the Eagles on January, whatever it is, 7th. Yeah, but next year they will. Like, next year. Will you? Yes. Will you? (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, if Absolutely. you get the right draft pick, if you get the right draft pick, and you have a good quarterback playing for you last year, and you're building a team, you're not going to remember losing to the Eagles. Well, next year the Eagles will remember losing the division because they lost to the New York Giants. You know why? And they had to go on the road to play in the first round, and wherever they happen to be, likely Tampa Bay, they get their butts kicked. And now all of a sudden they're out of the postseason a year after being the NFC representative for the Super Bowl and being starting the season 10-1, and one, they're going to remember it. Trust me, they will remember well, it. Well, here's why he's dead wrong. And it's actually going to help him, but he's still wrong. Why? When I say 2020 New York Jets, the only game that's memorable is <laughs> shocking the Rams and beating them because guys like Sean like to remind me mm-hmm. that's why you didn't get Trevor Lawrence, and that's why you're stuck but, with Zach okay, Wilson. But it's, so but, sometimes you right, do remember. But, it, but it's games. one thing when you're when you're trying when you have the number one pick, so you are taking the best player in the draft, the guy that it, consensus is can't miss. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. But when you're down farther and you're making decisions like, and I'm not talking like. 12, I'm talking like five or six or seven. You're kind of in that like, all right, we, we could take this guy. Like, eh, let's take the best available. I don't know if the circumstances that he's in, is this the right coach for him? Like, you start getting into that conversation, it almost doesn't matter. So I know what Sean's saying. I know what he was just saying. But it's such a crapshoot. Like, you couldn't have told me Evan Neal was going to be a bust. Yeah, you're right, but I you called, I, I watched him play in college multiple times. I called many of his games. There's no way you could have told me he was going to be this bad. And so, like, and he was a high first-round pick. But you just opened yourself up to something very interesting now. Very interesting question I have to ask. Which is? You put a caveat for the first time ever. You added the caveat. So you're telling me if the Giants are playing the Eagles right now, mm-hmm. and if the Giants lost, they got the number one overall but they, pick. But they're not. That's not the circumstance. I, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you get that. Honestly, the answer would be the same. I'd still say go beat their ass. That's it's all I'm asking. Okay. Eagles. Okay. Because you opened the Philadelphia Eagles. You're being because you opened yourself right. up. There's a first time I ever heard you do it. Now you closed it. You just closed it on my hand. Right. You opened up. Well, if it's the number one pick, maybe it's different. You're, it's not different. Well, it's well, not different. Well, it's why it's memorable. You, you're talking about missing out on Trevor Lawrence. That's probably the can't miss guy. Even though he hasn't, he's had some ups and downs, but I it's not really his excluded fault. excluded him because well, he hasn't totally been Yeah, great. and he had his first year was terrible, but that was because Peyton the coach Manning. was terrible. You want to go back further? Yeah. No, I think it is Andrew Luck. I think Andrew Luck was the can't-miss player. He just got beat up too, Overrated. too much. Really? Whatever. Well, maybe another day. <laughs> February 12th, we'll debate this. All right. I just, look, Tiki, the only thing, if your pushback is everything in the draft's a crapshoot, nobody could argue that. But well, then it I, is. 
But I also Am I think, wrong about that? No, but I also think that's the argument of why you want to lose. If it's going to be a crapshoot, I would rather be higher up the board to take a shot on a guy. Hold that thought. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.